Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. Episode 22, what's good, party people? Wake and Rake, baby. That's my boy, Will Minnerbrooks. I missed him over the last couple days. We missed all of you guys. And guess what? We got a freaking great show for you guys today, baby. <laughs> a freaking great show today because you know why, Will Middlebrooks. I'm riding a high off my bachelor party this I was gonna weekend. Bring, I was going to bring it up. I'm not going to ask for any specific stories on the pod unless you would like to share. No. Well, let's see be a pretty cool us. video. This doesn't really mean it was a bachelor party, but the video you sent me. Uh, you guys playing like slip and slide wiffle ball. Was that not awesome? I'll that, put this video that up took for people. me back. That uh, took me back to like the day with the boys, like in high school. You know what I mean? So the people you know, not so. listening or not watching our podcast here on YouTube, we set up slip and slides for each baseline. We set up kiddie pools for each base. We played wiffle ball. You had to bat opposite handed. We were slip. We were eating shit everywhere. It was a great time. Shout <laughs> yeah, out to my boys. So it was. Fun. And I'm sure, you're really, I'm sure you're really sober, too. Yeah, 100% uh, sober. A lot of water. Yeah. yeah. A lot of LaCroix. Absolutely. Yeah, but back to the baseball. Okay, back you know to, what? Yeah. Well, there was baseball. Wiffle ball, baseball. But most importantly in this show, we have our winner of our giveaway. I announced last week if we got 1,000 followers, we would be giving away, excuse my voice, a little parched from last weekend. Uh, we would be giving away two free tickets to see your favorite team play. And guess what? We got the best followers in the world, and we're at 1K. So shout out to everybody for this. And here's how we're going to do it. First of all, we're going to make you wait till the end of the show because we're going to make you listen to me and Will talk. We're assholes. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, I have a number generator. And so it's 0 to 144. I'm going to press that button. Whatever number it lands on, let's say hypothetically it lands on 124. Whoever is the 124th retweet will be our winner. And we will contact you. And you get two free tickets. Go see your favorite team play. Hopefully you're not like an Orioles fan or a Tigers fan because you could just probably give them away. Hey, it's still a big league wake up, man. It'll still be fun. I should have said Twins or Tigers because they got like the same record basically. Yeah. All right, man. What are we talking about today? Tell the people. So we'll do some panic meter stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more about sticking. We've had two pitchers. Uh, Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, they've had some iffy outings. They've been at the forefront of all this stick'em controversy, and spin rates are down across baseball. Will Middlebrooks has some great stats for you guys to emphasize just the the impact that spin rate, or that stick'em is having on spin rate, batting averages. Brooksy's got you covered here. So we'll talk about spin rate. We'll talk about it's the Yankees. Crazy too. Aaron Boone had some comments in his presser. Uh, it's not all daisies in the Bronx right now. And Yankee fans are getting upset. Yankee fans have been calling for Booney's job all season, it seems like. Things are getting real rough in New York. We're going to go panic meter for a few different teams around the league. We'll talk Rays White Sox coming up with the series this week. Dude, and we'll dude. talk about uh, some trade rumors. It's getting to that time, Brooksy. Trade rumor season We're about is... two weeks out from that that stove starting to heat up a little bit. It, it's July there's a certain team. You know? Is it? Is a certain team in Southern California that's showing some interest in an all-star outfielder. We will discuss. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but first, it's a Rowdy Roundup, just like always. Rowdy Roundup, presented by Rowdy Energy, 10% off. 
with your promo code, promo code Wake and Rake. What are you laughing at? Just you stumbling over your words because you're still drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm 100% <laughs> sober, just like it was all weekend, strictly water and LaCroix. First and foremost in our Rowdy Roundup, stick him. Last week, Pete Alonzo came up with a, a bit of a conspiracy, if you want to call it, but it's only a conspiracy me, if it's not true. Will. Let me just say, so I'll give what I think I mean, as a player, but as a baseball right, I'm you were a player, but you didn't play in the big league. No, I'm not a player. Let's like, get things straight. Um, you, yeah, but you, you pitched in college. I don't want to say you're not an ex player, but you didn't play in the league. Um, what is your opinion on what he said first? First and foremost, so to give people context, Pete Alonso said that Major League Baseball is altering the baseballs to fit whatever the free agency class is. I hadn't heard until you mentioned it, the idea that they do it based on free agent class. Is, is that something that players talk about and, and believe in? Oh, no, that's that's a fact. It's not. It's, it's Yes, we – I mean, guys have talked about it, but – um, I mean, in 2019, there's uh, there's a huge class of free agent pitchers, uh, and then that's quote unquote the juice balls. And then uh, 2020 it was a strange year with the COVID uh, the COVID season. But now that we're back to playing in a regular season with uh, a ton of shortstops or position players uh, that are going to be that are owed going to be paid a lot of money, like high high caliber players. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a coincidence. And I, I think that if, yeah, I, I, that's definitely, it definitely is something that they do. They juice the it's complex. They wanted to boost their ERAs and homers. And- because he was hitting for agency, they didn't okay. want him to make as much money in for agency. Right. So conspiracy or not, I'll say this about Pete Alonso. He's not a fight the system type of guy. He's well-respected in his community, among his teammates, very well-spoken. He's not outlandish and I'm comparing him to a guy like Trevor Bauer, who's very outspoken. He's not a Trevor Bauer. He's not a guy that's gonna stand up on a presser and shout to the clouds and fight Major League Baseball and say, Rob Manfred's a moron. He's not that guy. You're not that guy. He's not. So in that regard, I'm going to take what Pete Alonzo said and and think about it. I'm not going to form an opinion yet because I haven't really heard any other athletes share those same sentiments, but I'm listening. What say you? Man, it was, I never, so I never thought of it from the angle that he came out and said it from. And my first thought was, come on, dude, there's (laughs) That's a little far-fetched. Um, yeah, like you just watched it on Netflix or something on the, like right, one of those like conspiracy shows. Right, like you just watched a documentary on it, right. Right. Um, I'm far from a conspiracy theorist, but I really started looking at what he was saying, and it actually made sense. It actually did. I'm still not saying I have enough evidence to to sway myself or to try to persuade you into believing one thing or another on that or taking a side, but it made sense. And I, I think first things first – why have we never talked about the fact that the balls changed every season? They tamper and change the baseball. I just randomly had one in my hand because that's what I do. Play with balls. Um, they tamper and they change the ball every every year. And I so I started thinking more on that and more on that. And I was researching and researching. And I came across the fact that this is something that's never really been talked about. In 2018... Major League Baseball bought Rawlings for $395 million. Like, they own the company. They have access 
to the manufacturing of every single baseball that, and they don't have to answer to anyone because it's their company. That's a problem because they don't have to answer to anyone. They can go in and do whatever they want and they don't have to answer. It's like a monopoly almost. Yes. Yes. And, and look here, here's another thing. Remember in 2018, 19 balls were juiced or 19 balls were juiced and all these homers. That's right. And, um, Everyone's saying, the balls are juiced. They're flying, they're flying all over the place. And, and the league comes out and goes, we didn't change them. We don't know how that happened. We, we don't have any idea. We don't, we don't have the capability of doing that. They literally said, we don't have the capability. Well, first off, for you listeners who don't understand what a juice ball is, it's just strung tighter. It doesn't have, like, special magic sauce on it. or Well, <laughs> pitchers have that. But it doesn't have, like, injected or it's not, like, a special interior. It's just tighter. So when the seams are tighter, the the cover is tighter, it's harder. So if you think about like throwing up a golf ball and hitting it with a bat, it goes a lot further. It's harder. If you throw up something like a tennis ball, it doesn't go as far because the compression, it's softer. So they made the balls really hard. They went further. We had crazy home run numbers, crazy offense. All right. Now, fast forward to 2021. They came out at the beginning of the season and said, we are going to dejuice the baseball. 5%. Timeout. You don't have the capability of juicing a baseball, but you can tell us to what percent you're dejuicing it. I think you caught yourself in a little issue here, a little muddy water. That boy, so, Manfred, stay hot, baby. Yeah, he stays. I can't stay, stay hot, Rob. Um, he's a clown, man. He's this game up, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. No, that's um, just. It's so, not, you know what? Before you continue, it's not just Rob. Yes, he's in charge. He's going to be the guy that we look at. It's leadership across baseball. It is because you know who a lot of people have this backwards. And let me let me make this put this out there. The commissioner works for the owners, not the other way around. So this is more on ownership than the commissioner because the commissioner is a mouthpiece for all the owners. So all the ideas and answers they come up to problems and issues, he's just the mouthpiece. He takes a vote. Honestly, that's that's how it works. He does have his say. He can veto things, this and that. But for the most part, he is just a mouthpiece and a megaphone for, for ownership. So um, one last thing on the ball. All right. So I think it's really weird that Right now is when we are discussing substance abuse on baseball. Foreign substance, sticky substance, spider tack, uh, pelican grip, whatever you want to put on it to make it sticky. Spin the ball. Hubba bubba. Right. Now is is when you want to do this? Why? Well, just think about it. Why would the league try to make this a thing? Why would they try to pin position players against pitchers? Why would they try to take the focus off of the fact they changed the ball more than they've ever changed it before? Hmm. Oh, what the f- is happening after this season? New CBA. Mm. All right. Now you're pitting this players against each other. You got Donaldson coming out talking shit uh, about Garrett Cole because it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Position players are going to be pissed about it. Everybody doesn't see it. How, how a lot of how Alonzo sees it. Oh, like this has been going on for 150 years. Um, it just is what it is. It wouldn't be as bad, which Alonzo's right. 
it wouldn't be as bad if the if it was the same ball as they were using in 2019. Guys would still be throwing hard. There would still be nasty stuff, and they would need it to grip it. This is a ball from 2018. The cover is almost flush with the seams. Like, they're not raised very much. This year's ball, it's raised to go to mountain. It's almost – it's not quite like a college ball, but it's – it's raised a good amount. So, you got sticky and raised seams, which that affects the drag of the baseball, too. I'm not going to get into physics too much, but it just – aerodynamics. It's not going to fly as much if it's not a smooth surface. It's not going to go as far, and it's softer. That's the whole reason the laces are raised, because it's not squeezed as tight. So it's raised. The, the tighter you squeeze the cover, the lower the laces go, the tighter you pull them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a combination of things. Do pitchers need grip? Yeah. I don't want to get hit in the neck or the ear or the face like Kevin Pillar did. Like, that's not, that's not good for the game. Every hitter will tell you, I hope the pitcher has grip. I'd rather him have grip. Now, you start. Glad you that up. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm glad you, I, you brought that up because Pete Alonzo said, I don't have a problem with stick him. Because I don't want to get hit in the face with a baseball, but I, in my opinion, we gotta find a happy medium. Okay, so what they need to do is find a ball and stick with it. And if you're gonna stick with a ball with bigger, if you're gonna stick with a ball that has bigger seams, you're gonna have to crack down on these substances because it's too much spin. It's not fair. You got guys throwing wiffle ball pitches at 97. You got Blake Trinan out there throwing fucking sideways balls at 99. Like, it's not fair. Balls should move like that with that velocity. But with Sticky, and I'm not calling out training. I'm just saying he's got nasty stuff at high velocity. Um, if you have race seams, you're going to have to monitor that. You are. And if, and if you're going to take the seams down, you're going to have to deal with homers because guys throw hard and guys figured out launch angle and how to get on playing with the baseball. Tell me the impact already that we're seeing in the past two weeks since Major League Baseball decided to supposedly crack down on these substances. Give me some numbers that you dug up to show just the impact that it's having on Major League Baseball, particularly hitters. What's today's date? It's June 14th. So this was the morning of Sunday morning, the 13th, when I I saw this. Through 10 days. So June 3rd was when the league kind of came out and said, hey, we're going to start cracking down on this. We don't know when, but we're going to start paying more attention to it, this and that. Uh, in those 10 days, <laughs> over 67% of fastballs, or excuse me, over 67% of pitchers' fastballs, forcing fastballs, saw a reduction in spin rate. Wow. 67. League batting average on June 3rd was 231. All right, that's through two months of baseball. That's a lot of at-bats. Mm-hmm. League batting average since then, 245. That's actually a big points. jump if it's league, league-wide. league League-wide, that is a massive jump to go more than 10 points in that amount of time. All right? If that doesn't, if that doesn't paint the perfect picture for the answer you need. Strikeouts are down too, by the way. Strikeouts are down almost 2%. Across the not league. To, not to single one guy out, but Trevor Bauer got lit up by the Texas Rangers in his last start on Saturday. Oh, he's, he's admitted six to third, four earned, six runs. Uh, see, this is the thing. It's like, I am not shunning pitchers for using it. I'm not because this isn't a like individual thing. This is a, a common thing across baseball. It was when I was in the league. It was when Barry Bonds was in the league. It probably was when Babe Ruth was in the league. This, they were doing this some has been shit going on for 150 years. It's not even – 
it's not even shady stuff though. No, it was shady when they were like, you know, like using a nail file and shit and like all that. Like that was that's a little like scuff the ball. Like that's a little much. But if you're doing stuff to get grip, that's been going on for ever, dude. Forever. You guys have been using pine tar and shit for a long time. We have yet to see. They say they're going to crack down on it. We haven't seen yet anybody get called out for it. No, supposedly the league is saying, I keep seeing the date June 21st around that time, which is be a week from today. I don't know why. Maybe they yeah. had to get st- certain stuff in. Maybe it's legal stuff. Maybe. That sounds like <laughs> California COVID laws right there. We randomly, our governor randomly said, June 15th, we're all opening up. June 14th, it's not okay to open up. June 15th, we're good yeah. to go. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see because there's all these reports too of them being like eight to 10 times a day game. They're going to be che- like, when are you checking in? Like, there's, there's going to be people to get caught because some people are going to be like, I'm rolling dice here. I don't know. But I think for the most part, I don't think people are calling bluff here. I think a lot of people, and we're seeing, like I said, over 67% of pitches thrown, pitchers that have thrown during that 10 game span saw a, I'm not going to say massive, some people saw 100 RPM drops, not everybody, but there was a, a definite decrease in spin rate in fastballs. Uh, I don't think you can really look at off-speed as much because fastballs at the top of the zone, four-seamers is, I think, where people were get, trying to get the most advantage. Fair enough. Let's move on. New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, manager of the New York Yankees. None too happy. Uh, with one question, and I can't say I blame him. Uh, Ken kind of touched on what I was going to ask, but do you sense there's a fatigue in the dugout, maybe a complacency as these losses pile up where uh, guys are just almost getting used to losing here? No. Why not? I, I, I know them too well, and and I don't think there's any getting used to freaking losing. Hell no. Hell out of here with that. I don't blame Booney. I don't blame him one bit personally. I think I hate to get on reporters. They got a job. Sometimes you have to ask a uneducated question, if you will, in order to get what you need. Because sometimes the roundabout, how was your game? How did you feel out there as manager? Did you think you made the right? Sometimes you don't get what you want. So sometimes you have to get creative with your questioning. But I will say, are you getting used to losing? Asking the New York Yankees manager, eh, probably not the best slump to ask that question. Like they're one game over five hundred, they're slumping, but they've lost no, what? No. They've, they've lost, lost like eight, eight of ten. 10? Eight of ten. The issue too is like, and two of those games that they won were against the Twins. That's correct. So I watched that series. I get to the Boone thing. I watched the series against the Twins, and I was like, wow, either the Twins are really bad, which the Twins are bad. <laughs> But you still have to play the game. Bad teams beat good teams every day. Baseball. Worst, the worst round team ball, in the league is going to win 60 games. Right. So it's like – but their approach at the plate looked different. They were they, – they, there was a sack front. There was sack flies. There were guys hitting away from the shift. Uh, there was two-strike hitting. And then, of course, there was home runs because that's what they do. Stanton went off. Um, he had, like, three homers in two days. It was just crazy. Um, and then they just – pitching was their thing earlier in the year, right? Everyone's saying, oh, they're pitching. They don't have enough pitching, this and that. But 
they were in the top five team ERA up until the last week or so. And and offensively, they have been awful all year. That one series against the Twins, I really was impressed. And I'm like, wow, their approach has changed. They're they're doing different things at the plate. They're not just trying to hit the ball 500 feet. Uh, maybe this is – they had a big meeting. Things turned around. Maybe veterans stepped up in the clubhouse and said, this is what we got to do or we're going to fucking lose the, lose the division. We're not going to go to the playoffs. And they looked really good. Well, the last, last few days, they, they've looked pretty bad. They look bad. But to get to Boone's, I wouldn't even call it a blow-up. It wasn't a blow-up at all. I heard he, he blew up, and I looked it up, and he, he didn't. He was just like, what the hell question is that? He's like, why would you ask me that? It was pretty calm, actually. He could have gotten a lot more angry. Dumb question. I get you have to ask that sometimes, but no one gets used to losing in the major leagues. I played on a team that lost – we almost lost – we almost lost 100 games. I think we lost 98 games my rookie year in Boston. So similar market, similar expectations from the fan base and the organization. And did I get used to losing? Hell no. Did Dustin Pedroia and Big Poppy get used to losing? F- no. It sucked. It was hard, man. It's really hard to lose. So you know you never get used to it. Even if you're the Tigers or a team or the Pirates – that you're not supposed to be good. You don't get used to losing. It's the big leagues, the pinnacle of the sport. You've worked your ass off your entire life to get there. You don't want to get there and lose. Are you supposed to answer that question? Oh, yeah, they're getting pretty used to losing. Yeah. In there. there was rough yeah. in there. Right we now. packed it in. We're ready to go yeah. play golf. Also. Yeah, we're, we're shipping right. them off. I already, I, I already told Cashman to ship them off. Trade I, honestly, I think a lot of people have a problem with Aaron Boone because he doesn't show an emotion. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that reporter was trying to be the guy to get him pissed off. Maybe. What's it? What's it? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Go for it. Dumbest question you've ever been asked by a media member. You don't have to name names. I know you got a lot of good relationships. Um, I don't remember who asked me, but I had had, Bobby V was our manager my rookie year, and I'm a rookie number one with all these veterans around me, and there was issues with him and Kevin Euclid and um, other veterans and i don't remember the exact question but it was just i was asked if bobby valentine uh belonged in boston i was a rookie when i my response was of course he does like i started to answer it like of course he does he track record he's been in the game forever why why wouldn't he uh, and then I was just like deflected after that because I was like, they're trying to get me. They're fishing. Yeah, they're trying to get me. And you know, I, I had rookie like that off season before. I had a rookie program that I went to. And I was like, ooh, I remember training for this. <laughs> they're trying to put me on the front of their newspaper because Wait, I was playing. Do- I was like playing better than everybody on the team at that point. Did your like, agent? Did your agent and some of your representatives prepare you for certain interviews? Like no. No, the Not team did them. The, a lot of teams have rookie development programs. The league PR has rookie team. development programs. PR um, team. It's a both, yeah. The Red Sox, I went there uh, after my double-A year because they're like next year, good chance you go to the show. It's fair to say the Yankees PR team has let down Garrett Cole. Considering <laughs> when they asked him about Stickham, he went, uh, well. You, you had like three days at Formula come up with something. The New York Yankees well, must he's have in the a tough best spot PR team in the league. 
he's in a tough spot because I guarantee they're like, just lie. He's like, I'm not lying. Like this isn't. He sees it how I I see it. Like this has been going on forever. I thought and my screen was frozen. In his interview, in his interview, he was like, "This is, you know, this is some things have been passed down from generation to generation." Basically, saying everybody does it, and no one cares except for you guys. And have you ever used spider attack while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, I thought my screen froze up. Oh yeah, mine did too. I, I did too. I, I, was I, like, I kept hitting the play button. I was like, I was like is, is, is he okay? Yeah, like is he okay? Do I need to call Comcast? Yeah, like is my Wi-Fi like is my, is my router okay? Like did my dog trip over the cord again or something? Like what is going on? Yeah, dude, I was disappointed in that. What's he supposed to say? Did you freeze up? I, I just pull a Garrett. I'm thinking. Was it, it? It is a tough position. I think the worst thing he could have done was what he did, and that was just look blank. Not having, not have, it, have a plan. He knew that question was coming. Yeah. He had to have known that question was coming. Yeah, of course. So I don't care. I don't think there's any correct answer. Just have a plan and execute it. That's what I would recommend. Yeah, I agree. All I right, thought I'm worst sorry. case scenario was that. But let's move on. We'll talk more about the Yankees a little bit later when we do panic meter. Rays and White Sox coming up, and you're pumped for game Ooh, one. Who's I our pitching am. matchup? Give it to me. Give it to me. Pitching matchup. Tyler, the sex god, Glass now. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. the Bulldog, Lance mm. Lynn. Lance Lynn, like do you remember me saying, hey, Dark Horse Cy Young? And you're like, what? No. Yeah, I vividly remember you going, no way. That's well, that guy. let me... <laughs> Look at this. Oh, he's uh what seven and one with a one point two three ERA. Is that good? I mean, he's not even the best pitcher on his team. Carlos I Rodon. I think he is. Carlos Rodon's pretty good, but Carlos Rodon. Hey, that rotation's disgusting. When Giolito's not even being talked about. Yeah. Keiko's been good because he's he's a he's an anomaly. Like no one pitches like him anymore. You remember how nasty Giolito was against Oakland yeah. last year in the playoffs? He got that bulldog face on him. Dude, he's Giolito is built for the playoffs. And then you got this starting rotation behind him. They're going to be able to move a guy like Dylan Seas into the bullpen for a long, longer playoff run. Oh, yeah, especially in like a five-game series. Yeah. They're going to have options. And yeah. Michael Kopech is still injured. Michael Kopech's hanging out there. He's going to be returning at some point. That's a good point. Great point. Um, I do – I mean, I have – Hopefully their their offense can hang on. There's two die. best teams in the American League. Two best teams, Rays, White Sox. Two best teams in the American League, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Especially right now, yeah. I Oakland, Oakland's there. Oakland's there. The Astros are there. But dude, I do this every year with the Rays. I start the year and I, I do my predictions on CBS, even on here with with you. Well, not every year. We just started this, but every year with the Rays, I never give them the respect because I look at their roster. And I know they 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 went to the World Series last year. Like I know they're a good team, but they lost pitching. They lost, they lost a Cy pitcher. They lost their two their two aces and yeah. Blake Snell and and Charlie right. Morton. I know they right. still have Glass. I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, Randy was just hot. Like you know, this lineup, you know, they're gonna be okay. I think they finished like maybe third in the division. I do this every year, and I look up around this time, mid season. And there they are. 
And I'm like, holy shit, I did it again. They just had the recipe over there. And they traded their starting shortstop to Milwaukee. Well, they don't. And he's raking for Milwaukee. Yeah, of course. Sometimes a change of scenery works. Sometimes it pisses you off, too, because you're like, they don't believe in me. Like, I need to prove myself. I have a little uh, stat crunch for you that's going to blow your mind. But the yeah. White Sox, not the Rays. This was as of a couple of days ago. Now, his numbers have changed and been altered a bit over the last weekend. Yasmani Grandal came into this last weekend with the lowest batting average in baseball. At one, it was about 155. 155. He has the ninth highest on base percentage. I thought it was eighth. Is eighth? Thank you. Eighth best on base percentage at 395. That's insane, dude. He lead, he's he's got to lead the league into this walk, weekend. Right? He leads the league in walk coming into this weekend. He had 49 walks. He was leading Major League Baseball. Oh, I walks. Walks in any season. That's incredible. That's, That's incredible. It just goes to show you don't have to hit the ball to make an impact on your team. It, it helps. Don't get me wrong. If you're a catcher, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Otherwise, doing a good job you're like, That'll be a fun series. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's move out west. Dennis Lynn of the Athletic, and is, we're wrapping up our ready roundup here, and we're going to get to Panic Meter and our winner of our giveaway. Dennis Lynn of the Athletic reported that the San Diego Padres have had continual interest in Texas Rangers outfielder Joey Gallo, power hitting slugger outfielder. Padres have dealt with injuries much of the season. Jerson Profar has been very up and down. Trent Grisham's trying to come back from his IL stint. He just had his rehab assignment down with El Paso. Will Myers has been kind of hit and miss. Tommy Pham's been injured. So our outfielder has talent, but the consistency just quite hasn't been there. Maybe no fault of their own. There's been some injuries involved, as I mentioned. Joey Gallo, big-time power hitter. You mentioned that their manager, Jace Tingler, has a relationship with Texas. A.J. Preller is aggressive. Interesting fit. It is, but Joey hasn't had a good year. <laughs> no. Joey's hitting like 210. Yeah, but he's going to get his long balls. He hasn't been, though. Give me 11, baby. Yeah, it's 11. He's on pace for 30. Could be worse. Well, when you hit 220, you need to hit 40. What's his OBP? 380. Okay, so you're talking about a guy with 380 OBP. He's got 11 homers. He's on pace for yeah, 30. But with that kind of pop, solid OPS production. Is, yeah, but his OPS is 785. It's like Globe Life is a big ballpark. Like 2019, not... his OPS was 986. A couple years over 800. I don't know. It's a big park, but it, trust me, I played with Joey Gallo. He doesn't hit wall scrapers. <laughs> if he squares the ball, he's going to hit ever. it through the wall or through the back of the stadium. Like it's, does he ever take anything out of his swing? Two strikes, any kind of two strike approach ever? He actually does. He just that's yeah. He actually does. Um, because he had such a bad strikeout problem early in the minor leagues, and when he first got to the big leagues, he struggled so much with striking out. So we actually realized, hey, I can swing eighty five percent and still hit the ball four fifty. Plot twist: He still does have a strikeout problem. Oh, every, who doesn't? <laughs> You're not striking out 150 times. You're not cool. Just making sure you know that. Trust me. I'm really keeping good. you in check, boy. You know I always keep you in check. Um. Yeah, you're right. I just yeah, don't yeah, know if, away like, from me. could he hit some big homers for them? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think it's worth, like, giving up. I don't even know his contract situation, but. He's set for arbitration after this season. After that, he'll be coming. arbitration, right? Third arbitration. Third. 
after this year. And then he'll become an unrestricted free agent after the 2022 season. Good to know. But Machado, Tatis, Gala, it's a lot of pop. No, it's a lot, a lot of pop, pop in that lineup. It's protection for your guys, too, because they're like, I can't walk this guy because the next guy has that capability of the ball 600 feet. So. Tatis, Tatis hitting granny in New York. How about it? Or they almost got swept by the Mets. Face of baseball yet? Say it again? Face of baseball yet? Tatis? Um, no, don't. I mean, he's there. He's close. Yeah, I agree. We just – Mike Trout's hurt. Let's not forget about him. Like, honestly, like, don't get bored with his excellence yet. Yeah. Closing. The gap is closing. Until Tatis, like, swings and his arm comes off like Mr. Potato Head again. All I'm saying about this with Tatis Trout, Mike Trout's the greatest player in baseball, there's no doubt about it, head and shoulders, the margins as wide as the Grand Canyon. But the only thing that separates Tatis and Mike Trout, it's not numbers, it's not talent, it's just volume. Markability. <laughs> Market, well, markability, but I'm just talking about talent-wise, it's, it's, it's just volume. So only time will tell. To compare those two is really just unfair because Tatis is 22 years old, Mike Trout's 30 years old. We won't see that. We don't know what Tatis is going to be in eight years. But that's the beauty of talent, it. Talent, talent-wise, nothing separates the two. If he's what's crazy is, I wish. I mean, this is me getting nitpicky. I wish he was a better defender. But in his defense, he led. It was out above, uh, out above average defensively last year. He was. He led the league in outs above average for shortstops last year. It had to have just been in the NL. There's so no he was way. right next to Nolan Arenado. I know he's a third baseman, when, but when you're comparing outs above average for National League defenders, like Tatis he's fun right and there. he's electric and he makes crazy plays, but I just feel like he zoos a lot of routine plays. He's a rat. Like, so, where's the issue with shortstops, especially shortstops that are six three? <laughs> he's massive. He's, he's not going to play shortstop his whole career, right? You move him to third, you DH on the past last couple of years of his career. Like, what happens? If he continues this defensive woes, you can't keep him at shortstop much longer. He's, I mean, I'm, he's hurting his team defensively. It's evident. Saying. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. He's going to be a shortstop the next several years. Those are going to have to figure it out. I'm with you. We got panic meter. Panic meter time. And then, of course, we have our winner of our give it up, giveaway coming up after that. And by the way, we have had a daddy of the week. I have a mommy of the week come up in this show too but first panic meter what is your panic meter on the new york yankees tell me between one and ten what what kind of concern you got with new york we talked about aaron boone's comments there's obviously some frustration amid the clubhouse whether they want to admit it or not garrett cole's dealing with this stickum issue they're not hitting the ball they're one game above 500 now they've lost eight of ten what's your panic meter like with new york uh, my panic meter is it's growing <laughs> i'll tell you that uh Fourth place in the division. I gave it a six and a half. Like, that's firm for June. Anything above a five on the pennant meter in June, and that's pretty high. The issue is, is, like I said earlier, there's at least been one side of the baseball offensively or defensively or offensively in pitching that has been good for them at some point. And most of the time it's been pitching. But now neither of them is working. Uh, they're losing a lot. Uh, they're in a division where you said they're in fourth place. Boston doesn't seem to be slowing down. They're over overperformed the first two months, but 
I mean, the Blue Jays put just put it on them. The Blue Jays offense just crapped all on them. Honestly, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a guy named George Springer coming back for Toronto too. Right, they Toronto's have one of the best go, lineups in the league already. Well, Toronto's gonna go out and get an arm too. They have to. They have to. Honestly, I think their yeah, offense. Yeah. I think their offense is good enough that their front office is like, we can go for at least a wild card spot. Like, they just have to be better than Boston, and they just kick their ass. I'm curious how available Matthew Boyd will be for Detroit. He's going to be kind of an interesting piece. He's been kind of floated around in the trade rumors for the past couple seasons now, but his numbers have just very up and down. His numbers have looked encouraging this year with Detroit. It could be an interesting piece come to deadline. Maybe Detroit, Detroit took a stab at Robbie Ray last year and it ended up working out for him. Another lefty that has had control problems, do they want to add another guy like Matthew Boyd, a lefty with power stuff, but also has control problems? Could be right. interesting. So, to finish on oh, the Yankees, panic is growing. It's it's a, it's a, in that market, that media makes the panic worse. So, and, and they, they want the panic in the clubhouse. They want them to lose, honestly. It's more fun to write about. It's more fun for them to exactly people love to see successful people fail and successful organizations with 27 rings failing so um unfortunately the media is rooting for them to lose which doesn't help the case because they they see the media they they feel that pressure from the fans they're getting booed all the time they're fourth place panic skyrocketing st louis Started the season, they were one of the worst teams in the NL Central, and everyone's kind of thinking, eh, it's early, they'll figure out their way. All of a sudden, they won, it was like 22 of 30 games. They went like 22 and 8. They were rolling, and then now they're hitting an absolute skid. They don't, their rotation has that injury issue. I was going to say, it's because of pitching, clarity, man. And now their offense has been wildly average all year. Nothing, I mean, nothing's really stood out to me offensively for them all year they've been pretty ho-hum just average run of the mill middle of the pack whatever you want to say um but yeah their pitching was flaherty was couldn't lose he lost one game he would he was like seven and oh at one point right something like that he was either six and or seven and oh uh, but they were winning a lot of ball games when he was on the mound which they should he's a good arm he gives them a great chance to win score a few runs he holds them that's how it works right well now they're hurt and you're running Wainwright out there. He's a year older than God's great uncle. Like, what's your meter at? Panic I'm meter. Thinking, I'm thinking I was buying myself by blabbering. Oh, I got you. Uh, four, 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 four and a half. Let me talk you into a higher number. The fact the only, that you have on, the only the only reason I'm not panicking like fully yet is because Chicago could still trade some guys. They're not going to sell. Not at this point. No chance. Well, you I, can't. No, not everyone. I don't think they're going to like fire sell. I still think they're – I think they trade Kimbrell. Ryan Tapera. Well, ever heard the sources, name? Hey, sources no, no, no. tell me that they're not going to trade. Sources my sources are me. me. So, Ryan Tapera, here's my theory. To at least – I think the – now we're getting off the tangent, but I think the Cubs can do both. I think they can retool a little bit, yet still compete. San Francisco they, did a similar thing. San Francisco did a similar thing. If it wasn't last year, it was the year before. Mark, they traded away Mark Melanson. 
they traded away another starter, but they were still able to compete, continue. Yeah. So Ryan Tapera, I think that's how you say his last name, is a bullpen arm for them. One reliever of the month in May. He got his first save like a week ago. Why don't I make him your closer? Get something for Kimbrell because someone is going to want him. He's having a good year. Um, and you could probably trade one of the big three and get something. Yeah, so you can retool a little bit for your future because you don't know if you're going to re-sign all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. So you get something, right? Um, but, yeah, you're still going to be competitive. You keep your core group of players together. So, I don't know. Just back to St. Louis, the only exactly. reason it's not like full-blown 6-7 panic like the Yankees, uh, just because I don't think – the division's that strong. They've been playing good ball. Since he's still playing good, decent ball. Milwaukee's playing good ball, but I don't think any of those teams are just like locks yet. They're not. Like we knew they, that going into this All season. those teams could go on a skid. We knew that going into this And if St. Louis season. gets hot, we're still over half the season left. So the only issue is injury, right? Injury. But I'm not full panic just because that division isn't the strongest division of baseball. Minnesota. Ooh. Worst record in the division. They're probably the most disappointing team in baseball after winning a couple division titles. Now they're arguably the worst team in the league. Now they've had a little bit of bad luck, really bad record in extra innings. Their lineup still produces pretty effectively, but their pitching staff does not. Panic meter, Minnesota. What do you got? I think they're past panic. <laughs> I think they're. It's past- sell time. It's, it's time to sell. Yeah. Where's Nelson Cruz going? Tampa. Think? Oh, baby. Give me Nelson Cruz in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform. He doesn't, he doesn't fit in there because, like, I know who he is, and he's like, has his own baseball cards. Don't, so, don't, don't tell him he doesn't fit in there. You don't know Nelson Cruz. I know him a lot better than you do. You want me to call him up? You mean to hit him up? What up, Nelly? I don't have Nelson Cruz's number. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll no, he doesn't fit in there. I was just getting at They don't have big time players. No, they don't. But Gavin, another right-handed power bat in that lineup. I, 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 I love the fit. So I had to pick a perfect fit for free agents. I didn't take into account financial in this article I wrote for CBSports.com. I went just by fit last season. This last offseason, I should say. So you were sent Trevor Story to the Yankees, what you did? No, no, no It was free agents only. Oh, oh, free, free agents. I, I was thinking and Nelson, Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. So Nelson Cruz was a free agent this past offseason. I put him in the Tampa Bay Rays uniform just because of the fit. Not money, yeah. not real. You know, is it realistic that he's going to be in Tampa Bay? I don't know. I mean, just they have the cap space. They have they have the space. Yeah, I mean, they have like half of their. They're only like halfway to the luxury tax threshold. So, so it's time to sell in Minnesota. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I mean, Tampa's really good, but at the same time, wow, more is more, right? Why not? So your panic meter is what, like twelve out of ten? I don't even know. I think it got really high, and now it's just zero. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How about Atlanta? This is going to be our last team on the panic meter, and then we'll give away our, our giveaway low. winner. Atlanta's low. So they've been hovering around 500 much of the season. They have. They have yet to and make a stride. The last, that division. Like, yeah, in the last few days, they, they lost some games. Uh, and Philly's They've had rotation issues. Mets, I, I, I'm a big Mets fan. I think the Mets still win that division. 
I don't yes, think the Braves are good enough to be a postseason team. They're they've just been too inconsistent with their pitching and injuries with that. Their their hitters haven't been hitting. Acuna's been doing well. I mean, he's obviously at the top of the league and and slugging and homers and um, up at the top of those charts. But Freddie Free still hitting like two twenty something. Weird. Ozuna's dead. Like. Um, Albie's hitting like 260, but you don't really hear about it. Austin Riley looks decent. He's having a good year, actually. All-star campaign, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's really been a rotation for me. And not to mention, when they lost Mark Melanson, Melanson has been nails for San Diego in their bullpen. They lost Mark Melanson, their closer. Now, Will Smith's been fine, but that's just less depth in that bullpen. Yeah. And then when you lose depth in your rotation, it's just kind of a snowball yeah. effect. If I'm if I'm the Braves, I don't know if I'm gonna be like trading them much to like go get arms because because my division is so good. I think the Phillies are legit. It's it's almost as if this season. I hate to say it, and I know Atlanta fans will probably hate me for this. With Mike Soroka out for the year with his Achilles injury, he had a setback in his recovery. It's almost like a wash for the season. It's just like let's come back next year. It's just isn't our year. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. it's early. It's early, but I'm just saying, like, it, that the I stars just, are not aligning for him right now. I just don't think they're good enough to win the division. If they don't win the division, I mean, I, I, I do see, I could see them thinking, sorry. I mean, Philly, the, the, reason you, the reason I worry about them not getting a wild card is because the West is really good, right? You have three, right. you could have a three team, three teams come out of there. You could looking have two like, wild card teams in the West. Yeah, it's looking with, that way. I mean, any any of them could win. Giants, Dodgers, Padres, yeah, no matter right. where. Yeah. So that would eliminate a wild card spot from the East. So, sorry, I'm just kind of thinking on the fly right now. I think Philly is a better overall club than the Braves are. A lot of inconsistency they're pitching in that division. A lot, of inconsi- a lot of inconsistency in that division. A lot of inconsistencies, but there's still some – there's still good – I think the Phillies and the Mets are really good baseball teams. Give the Mets a lot of credit. They've had injuries left and right. A lot of teams have had injuries and left and right. The Mets no are hitting, bro. Like their hitting's been bad, and they here they are still in a positive run differential. Like they, they're still winning games. Right. Mommy of the week. I used to do Daddy of the week. I used to do Danny's Daddy of the week. But you know what? It's Mommy of the week. Oklahoma softball. Shout out Oklahoma softball. Jocelyn Alo, thirty-four Beast. dingers, brother. She had nearly 500 this year. And Giselle Suarez, she was the pitcher in the softball World Series. Oklahoma ended up winning the World Series over Florida State. They lost the first game. They ended up winning two in a row. Giselle Juarez, 0.90 ERA, 38 strikeouts. She came back from a biceps injury. They, wasn't, they weren't sure she was even going to play this season. And now they're hoisting a trophy. Oklahoma softball, arguably one of the greatest softball teams of all time. Shout out Oklahoma softball. That is my mommy of the week, my friend. They were legit. I got nothing to add. They were, I, I did watch the the final game of that three game series for the finals. It was so fun. It was packed. No, okay. I want to go, dude. I want to go to Oklahoma City next year for it. My it sister awesome. played D one softball. She played at Minnesota and Tulsa. So Tulsa played against Oklahoma all the time, and she was just like, "They're he, like uh, Lacey was my sister. She was one of Tulsa's like aces. She was a really good pitcher. I think she's actually on the all." Tulsa like all time team she got voted on last year, which is kind of cool. Oh, very cool, very uh, cool. But she, I remember I talked to her after playing against Oklahoma, and she's like, "They're just different." Like, 
they're really good. Like I'm, she's like, I know I'm good, and they make me feel not good. <laughs> yeah. like, they're basically like Alabama football, but in softball form. Yeah, that's true. It, like it, it led the league in homers, runs, OPS, batting average, like every offensive statistical category. Oklahoma led it this year. Incredible! What a run by them. Using sticky substances and cheating. How about giveaway? You know what's funny about this giveaway is. I was looking at our Twitter followers and I was kind of looking at our growth and I'm like, you know what? We need a spike. And I sent out the tweet. I said, whoever retweets this and we get to a thousand followers, I'm going to give away two tickets. And immediately Brooksy saw that tweet and he's like, so about this little giveaway. I text you. I was like, uh, I did so not tell Brooksy my money or what? I did you? not tell Brooksy about this giveaway. So this one's on me. So I get notification. So I have, the only notifications I get from Twitter are when tweets go out from Wake and Rape. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to just be aware of what's going on. It popped up my phone. I was like, what the hell, dude? You start getting <laughs> your wallet out, like, uh, got $5 in here. Vinny, can I have my wallet back? I got to check something. <laughs> hey, this one's on me, boy. I got you. I'm all in. Speaking of the giveaway, as I mentioned at the top, we're doing a number giveaway here. You had to retweet the tweet and follow us in order to qualify. All right. You did not do this, did not qualify. Now we had 144 people retweet and those 144 also follow us. That means we go zero to 144. Now, when I shake this, it's just gonna be a random number. I'm gonna go down that list. If it's number two, I'm gonna look at the second person that retweeted it. They're gonna be my winner. I'll contact them. We'll get you hooked up with some seats to watch your favorite team play. I'm going to guess 102. Not going to guess 11, your number? 102. Do you have a lucky number besides 11? Six? Why? 16. Oh, uh, 16. What for? I just wore it my whole life. A lucky winner. I kind of like that. 111. I got our winner. Who is it? How about a Jeff Alix? Jeff? Let's go through it. Let, let's stock Jeff Alix. Let's stock him. Let me guess. Christian yeah, who's dad. Keep going. Um, dad of three. <laughs> Did it really? No. Oh, How about, I don't And he's a alumni director at my alma mater, Ashland University in Ohio. He's originally from New Hampshire. Golf addict. We got a good one. Love that. Congratulations, Jeff Alix. We will be contacting you through Twitter. He's chasing the three-yard draw. According to his Twitter bio. Aren't we all? Aren't My we draw all? is like 30 yards. I think they call it a hook. Jeff's going to be going to see his favorite team play. All because he retweeted and followed. Wait He's in Ohio? That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. He's in Ashland, Ohio. No idea where that is. Um, yeah. All right. Indians, maybe? He's an Indians fan. I'm hoping for like I, I told Brooksy he's like you're paying for this right and I'm like I got you and I'm like I'm like we can get Ace fam we can get him like behind the plate seats for like ten bucks Oakland A I'm really hoping we get an Oakland A's fan I'm really glad we didn't get a Yankees fan because bleacher seats are like 150 bucks yeah other than that I can do an Indians fan like yeah that. progressive. Yeah, progressive underrated field, by the way. Hey, this is fun, Brooksy. We'll circle back and forth. We'll talk more baseball throughout the week. Try to keep me up, but I just hide my name. You know what it is. Wake and break, baby. Adios, Brooksy.
lazy, don't do much. I fuck her on the futon. I'm in so high fashion, your bitch is dry.